Hey, welcome back to the Infamous Podcast. I'm Brian. This is Daryl. This is take two. <laughs> we haven't had audio issues in a long time. I, I just want to call out. Like, Daryl Daryl, records from his house, and I record from my house most of the time now. We, we get together in person, like, once a month. But, like, Daryl has, like, no, like, experience with this. Is that fair to say, right? Yeah. And, like, he does. I feel like he does a great job. And so you guys should be super proud of him for the fact that he can get like really good sound from his apartment on his own without me down there badgering him. <laughs> Partially is probably because when I got that focus right, a uh, lot of issues and, and I do have a new laptop as well, Yeah, which that's, I think both of those have helped greatly. I tried to dummy proof it for you as much as I could. Well, I mean, well, like when I was telling you which gear to get and everything, although we do need to update your microphone at some point. Yeah, I was. I, I know I was watching somebody's video today, and I was like, that microphone looks really nice. Well, the microphone you're using was my my original microphone when we first went through the two mic setup. So, I mean, that thing is going on five, six, almost six years old. And it's been yeah. to, like, comic book conventions. It's been tossed around in my backpack it was uh it was dropped a few times so so it's been written hard and put away wet yeah it's uh it, it put the women and children to bed and went looking for dinner <laughs> anyway if you guys got hey whoever gets that reference email me brian at infamous podcast and i will send you a free shirt uh hands down you can even google it i don't care um but uh yeah. Anyway, um, so this week is a little different. We're going to be putting out a bunch of content this week with um, Jupiter's Legacy. We're going to do two bonus episodes. We're going to cover the first half of the season and then the post Stephen Nesta Knight leaving half of the season. Um, <laughs> <laughs> <ugh>. Anyway, <laughs> um, so we're gonna we're not gonna go super long tonight, but we're gonna talk about uh, a Quiet Place Two Electric Boogaloo's final trailer. I didn't even know there was one before, and then Venom Two Electric Boogaloo's second trailer, full trailer. You're you're all in on this Electric Boogaloo stuff, aren't I you? I can't say whatever two and not say Electric Boogaloo, <laughs> because Break Into Electric Boogaloo is the greatest title of a sequel of all time. Um. Okay. Yeah. Fight me on that one. Proof. Where's where's my mug? Prove me wrong. <laughs> Change my mind. Change my mind. How about that? Uh, anyway. Uh, yeah. And then we're going to talk about Invincible finally. Um, and this should be fun. It won't be as ranty as last week. I promise. <laughs> Although I felt that like last week's episode was pretty therapeutic for both of us. Yeah, that's that is that is accurate, an accurate assessment of what last week was. I, I will say our our video hit on YouTube hit a weird part of the algorithm because I was getting like Uche and um, what was his name? Um, the cool dude. Uh, oh, the uh, cool. Uh, the one we both just ran yeah, into. Yeah, or- like. So uh, essentially, I got like all the the black nerd YouTubers like popping up in my feed, which has been great because they're the like getting that perspective about uh, black Superman. Um, so yeah, I got Tyrone Magnus who I wasn't subscribed to before. I got Uche who I was subscribed to. 
Um, oh, the cool section, K-O-O-L. And uh, I'm going to say right now, guys, go subscribe to him. He he had a great take on uh, the race swapped yeah. Kal-El, and uh, his collection in the background is pretty freaking sweet. So yeah. uh, I don't know anything about the dude. I subbed, but you know, um, to, to his channel. So I'm, I'm looking forward to, to watching more, but, uh, yeah, same yeah. here. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, like we, we, we trip something. <laughs> so we're like, I don't know. Like if, if you're subscribed to a bunch of black nerd YouTube channels and you start like seeing our video show up, let us know. Cause I'm, I'm just curious as to why all of a sudden that started doing that. <laughs> so it's not like I don't subscribe to a bunch of them already, but like, still it was just, it was strange. It was like just the whole, like, like on the iPad, it's like eight videos across to like fill the page when you first get there, and every single one of them was a black nerd YouTuber, and it was great. It was it was just hilarious, and yeah, they like all the cool were section. like on our like wavelength. Yeah, like the cool section. I've never seen his videos pop up before uh -uh. until yeah until that that which was very interesting, and I'm actually glad that happened because yeah, yeah, I I really I, I really enjoyed his take. Um, on it all and you know it's one of those things where um i i think it's it, it it was funny because the one article talked about how tone deaf um it would be if jj abrams were to i'm sorry let me rephrase this how tone deaf it would be if jar jar fuckface were to deliver or di direct uh a superman movie with the black superman and now, not at all thinking about how tone deaf it is to race swap Superman. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. uh, yeah. So let's uh, grab one in. Um, let's hop into. Did something weird. Uh, the the rest of the, the 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 episode while we're at it here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so. A Quiet Place 2 this trailer came out. Um, final trailer. Yeah, fin final fantasy trailer. Uh, anyway, it looks interesting, right? Um, I'm not... I'm not... I don't know. I, I, I think... Uh, I liked the first one well enough, I think, is a, is a good way to, to put it. Um... You know, I didn't necessarily go back for uh, multiple uh, viewings of it. I only I only watched it the once, or actually, I watched it twice. Let me rephrase that. So I I, I did go back for a second time, but uh, yeah, it was it was good, but I didn't think it was great, and I wasn't really like, oh, this needs to be a franchise. So yeah, this again, I really enjoyed the first one. I've seen it. I've watched it probably four times. I'm assuming, I'm guessing. But with that being said, it's one of those movies I thought would be perfect as a standalone. Mm -hmm. It doesn't need any other type of addition to to it. Although I, I will say I'm pretty curious. I and one of the things that was I was curious about was, you know, how they got there, the aliens got there, and you know that those first days of the invasion or what yeah. have you but not necessarily enough to see a new uh, see another movie yeah it but, could have been like a again, video they put on youtube or like yeah. uh, a special feature on the dvd yeah but see, seeing more of the world it, it kind of reminds me in a way of walking dead and mm -hmm. in, in this way you know I, I like the walking dead well enough but again it's 
it ends up being the same thing uh, season after season. You find another antagonistic group. They fight, you know, they, they run, they hide, you know, there's the walkers in the background. There's strife between, you know, the, you know, the, the protagonists or whatnot. There's people die, people come in. It's, there's nothing really new. And, and again, I know it's all about the characters, but I'm, what I'm saying is in Walking Dead, and this is why I stopped, and I'll, I'll probably go back just because it's been like three years since I've watched it. Yeah. So, uh, is that there's nothing really new to spark my interest like it would be, say, you're, you're exploring a world and you only see one continent, and mm-hmm. then there's another continent with totally different people and totally different powers say so would you say so, it's safe to say it doesn't spark joy <laughs> eh, yeah I, I i will go see it but yeah. again one reason i'm going to go see it is i wish i would have seen the first quiet place in theaters oh so it's kind of made you didn't up see for that, that in the theater wow uh, i did not no. okay so that it's kind of you know me kind of making up for past mistakes but sure. also i want to go into the theater as well with a movie that's interesting yeah and but yeah i'm i'm I'm, i won't say i'm excited for it i'm intrigued let's put it that way yeah i mean it's not like i'm not gonna see it right i mean i I, i'm definitely gonna see it because i'm sure we'll talk about it but um but yeah it's just i don't know the trailer was interesting and i i don't think you can convince me there's a world where those two didn't just use their kids as bait (laughs) take it away wow I don't even know what to say to that. I, I mean, the little guy got himself got at the beginning, and then the other one was just doing everything she could to get got, and then the baby. I mean, come on. Like, just kind of, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't think it's time to start repopulating the human race just yet. Like, how irresponsible could he have been yeah, that to was, knock her up? Yeah, that was a bad decision. So, Although, I will say, the little, like, baby deprivation chamber was ingenious like i'm actually surprised like someone didn't try and like market that to like tired of hearing your baby cry here's an oxygen oxygen rich deprivation tank to put them in forget (laughs) about them till morning (laughs) yeah i (laughs) the the baby be gone 2000 (laughs) i can't (laughs) sorry Although I can't remember how long it was once we started that movie versus when. Oh no, they did tell us about the days and stuff like that. Yeah, they were counting was, the days down. It was like five yeah, because I was gonna something. Yeah, I was gonna say, well, maybe it was an accident. Yeah, or it was before the invasion that she got nope. pregnant. But then I thought about nope. No, because she wasn't pregnant at the beginning. It was beginning. after the child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep, well, I mean, the, they had to replace the loud one. <laughs> for. That kind of bleeds into your theory. Right? He was bait. (laughs) (laughs) We're not making it back from this run to the general store. Let's bring the loud one with us and and tell him not to play with the toy. The the, the best, one of my favorite Matt Max means, "Mm -mm, that's bait. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. So, you know, it's one of those things where... uh, I'm sure it'll do fine. I mean, it's not going to make a billion dollars. It's probably it, it probably won't make three hundred and twenty-one like the uh, the original or three forty-one. Sorry. Um, so yeah, just whatever. Yeah. And speaking of Tom Hardy. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, of Thomas J. Hardington, um, I don't 
<laughs> if that's his name. Anyway, I don't. I, is Tom Hardy even his real name? I don't even know. I, I it's one of those things with actors now. I just assume it's a falsehood or uh, some type of derivation of their real name. Yeah. Oh, uh, May twenty eighth for Quiet Place two. Um, yes. I did not say that out loud. Um, <laughs> it's in my head. But no, yeah, it's it's like I don't believe anything about them is real. So <laughs> actors in general, let alone names. Um, so yeah, so this one is September twenty fourth. Uh, once again, directed by Andy Serkis. Yeah. So. So for me, the trailer for this was like I told you, I said before we started recording, it was a disjointed, but not in a good way because honestly, something a little disjointed. Mm-hmm. involving a symbiote like venom is actually if you can do it right that's perfect but again i know it's a trailer and i've seen plenty of trailers i got excited for movies and they kicked me in the teeth yeah because it's a movie bad so yeah i'm and again i love i again the first venom movie was a not a great movie i enjoyed it again because tom hardy and the the back and forth between him and venom i really enjoyed mm-hmm. i really really like the look of carnage that we get in this trailer yeah that's kind of cool i i liked it looks when, really cool i did like venom making him breakfast and sing and singing the <laughs> i say neither i say neither um because there's no we yeah <laughs> or there's no so, you there, there's no yeah. you in venom's vocabulary so um but yeah that was kind of funny and then the 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 um convenience store woman in the the not having the chocolate <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah you that, and that's what you said it was funny and there yeah. were there were some good moments like so. that I, I am i am again this is september 24th so we'll probably get another trailer in august or something along those lines well, we're but... gonna need a whole marketing push for this because this is like yeah. sony's first superhero movie coming back they want people to go see morbius later in the year they're they're gonna they're gonna go all out on this there's gonna be toys and chip bags and stuff like you know not everybody um blew their water early like wonder woman did oh yeah um (laughs) but like i don't know like the shang chi toys are out now and it's like well i guess that makes sense because the black widow toys came out last year too so yeah so you'll get the pops yeah I am curious. I would love like some of the carnage pops I've seen. I've, I actually have really liked. So yeah, I'll be checking those out. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, but no, I mean, I thought the trailer looked okay. It had some humor to it, and you know, I mean, considering I prob I, I think I watched the Venom trailer for the first time during like lockdown last year. Mm-hmm. Like it, it was, I just I don't know. Like it was fine. I I didn't hate it. Like I didn't love it, I didn't hate it. Um, I'm kind of tired of Tom Hardy doing weird voices, <laughs> like weird accents. Was, you know, yeah, I was gonna try his Bane accent, but it was gonna sound so bad that I, I aborted that. You were born. You were. You but adopted the doctors. I was born into it. <laughs> That's what he sounds like. Okay. <laughs> okay, you sound like the henchman, or not the henchman, but the right hand man from Sky High. Yeah, that's the that's that's the joke. <laughs> so yeah, he's he's just like, Mwahaha. hello, Batman. I see, so I cool. see you enjoy Wanda. black spandex, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, little finger, I'm going to throw you out of this plane. 
and Batman. <laughs> All right, so yeah. <laughs> September twenty fourth. Yep. Again, that'll be something I go see. Yeah. As well. I'm just looking forward to like getting back to going to the movies every week. Yeah, there's going to be quite a few movies I'll probably go see that I wouldn't go see uh, otherwise when we actually started getting those full slate of movies, of movie weekends. Yeah, absolutely. 100, as the kids say nowadays. Or as a text, you mean? <laughs> I've heard them say it, too. I've heard it, I've heard it said, like, you know. Like, keeping it 100. Keeping it 100. It's like that is not nearly the same as I love you 3000. Uh, no. Does keeping it 100 have its own Funko Pop exclusive? I no. think not. So. Hell, the this is fine dog has one and they don't. So. Yeah. Speaking of this is fine. <laughs> that's the perfect segue into Invincible. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I have to say I'm considered well. Okay, I finished Warrior. Both seasons, finally. Oh, I thought there was three seasons. Uh, a third season is coming out in 2022 or 2023. Um, oh, okay, okay. Anyway, so I finished season two today uh, while I was working, and I've decided I'm not gonna watch anything that I read the comic book for anymore. Well, what made you? Th- um, come to that decision because I just want to be a normie f- about something. Okay. Like I-, I was texting with my friend Ariel the other day. I was like, you know, sometimes I wish I was a Star Wars normie. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you you really don't like that's not a life I would wish on anybody. <laughs> 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 but um, but no, I mean like, I mean we'll get to it when we talk about um Jupiter's Legacy later this week. But with Invincible. Like, I have all these people who are like, it's great. I'm like, it's torture. It's gore porn. Yeah. Um, and then and then I had someone be like, it was so true to the comic. I'm like, did you read the comic? No, you didn't read. They did not read the comic. And if so, how they, long ago did you read the comic? Because you need to check yourself before you read it. They, they didn't even skim the comic. No. They, they, you know what? They, they, they're, they're reading, quote, unquote. I'm doing air quotes in the in the office here their reading of the comic was they saw the title mm-hmm. and maybe saw a couple pictures of the outfits and they're like oh that's so true to the comic i, I will say which I, again the, the the most true thing to the comic was the outfits absolutely um and then i had a lot of people who were like oh the voice casting was great the voice casting for mark in omni man no complaints that was great um Zachary Quinto as robot was great. Switching to Russ Mark Marmond, Marquand, whatever his name Marquand, is. Uh, yeah. For Rudy, not a fan. Not a fan. Like I guess they only had Zachary Quinto for like three episodes. I actually like them switching voices because I think it would have been disconcerting for me to hear Zachary Quinto's voice. Maybe in the yeah, I don't know. I thought so, I, like, I mean, see, I would have liked it. I was like, I was like. Because I was so off-put by the change. Uh, by the way, spoilers, we're jumping all over the place. We're not going to go like episode by episode. We're going to do kind of a good, right. bad, and ugly type thing. Um, and even though I don't think either one of us wrote down a good, bad, or ugly. <laughs> well, I mean, again, the good, like you said, the some of the voices 
I thought were great. Some of them okay. Mm-hmm. Some of them were just bad. I love the costumes mm-hmm. and the animation started off pretty good. Uh, see, we disagree on that. <laughs> see, like, and, I, you know, and, I, and, and again, yeah. well, no, you you even said the animate. You were fine the first with the episode. The first episode, the yeah. animation was fine, and, and then it got it, I, they. And, and I don't remember what episode it was you mentioned. It was the one with Titan and Machine yeah. Head. And that's where you said, did you, that was the first time you said something about the animation, but it was specific. Yeah. You were like, there are, his arms look shorter. They, they stopped worrying about the proportions of the characters being mm-hmm. anatomically correct. And yeah, and some, and I noticed that as, you know, as the season went on, especially, I think more for me, I thought I saw it more in action sequences. Yeah. Where it just didn't seem as refined as it did in mm-hmm. that first episode for me. I will say, so, Eve, Adam Eve was the character they consistently drew the worst. I, I did notice some of the issues, especially again, in this, most especially in the second half mm-hmm. of the season, I saw that. Like she was, they just drew her like real boxy, you know, like, uh, Kind of like the whole uh, fixed it controversy going on in comics right now. It's like they they took uh, you know the the womanly shape out of her and just kind of drew her boxy, um, you know. And I wasn't a huge fan of Gillian Jacobs voicing her. It just sounded flat and not well, like she was really caring about what she was doing. So that was one of those things that, as the se- the season went on, started to bug me a little bit. Yeah. The first couple episodes, I actually appreciated her voice, and it, it was nothing that we talked about. But I just yeah. noticed as the season went on, I just there was something about it that was off. I never liked Rex Splode's voice. I forgot the, the Jason Manzukis. Yeah, that was. Yeah, I, well, here's the pro. Like, sorry, go ahead. No, I, I was just I didn't know I couldn't remember his name. Oh, but, okay. My my big problem was he was Jason Manzukis. It wasn't Rex. It wasn't Rexplode. It was Jason Manzukis voicing a cartoon character and doing the thing that makes us love Jason Manzukis being loud and abrasive and hilarious. But it was just too much. And it's it's whoever was directing these voice recording sessions needed to be like, dude, calm down. Tone it down. Yeah. Take 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 a deep breath. Go take a lap. Um, <laughs> take a lap. Take a lap. Uh, <laughs> I think that's what I would do. Um, you know, they they did a bunch of gender and race swaps that they didn't need to do. They um, they pulled a ton of the story forward into the first couple episodes, and then like just, I really quickly realized they weren't going to actually earn anything. Mm-hmm. Um, with the way they were telling the story, it was it was just a bunch of high spots that were filled with more cartoon gore. Mm-hmm. And yeah. yeah. And, and I told, and one of the things I told you probably last week when we were talking about, you know, doing this is that I started kind of in my mind, piecing it. Oh, like trying to, and this is very difficult is separating my past experience with invincible. Yeah. And looking at it from a standpoint of someone who doesn't have that, who's a normie, as we mm-hmm. say. In the, uh, and I could, I can absolutely see why people like this show that don't have um, any type of connection with the comic. Even, and again, even if you've read the comic and don't have a real connection with it, again, and this will come up, come up when we talk about Jupiter's Legacy for me. Like, if you don't have a real connection to the comic, 
then I think you'll be fine with it. But like both of us, we have a, a strong connection. You obviously stronger than I do. But again, I really love this comic. Yeah, this is my favorite comic and, of all time. Yeah. Yeah. So I and again, I think if I did not read it, Invincible, this is a type of an animated show that's up my alley. Yeah. You know, I, you know, I, I watch a lot of anime. I watch, you know, pseudo anime, Netflix stuff, mm-hmm. a lot of stuff. And, and I and I enjoy it. I would still have problems with it. There are you know, some narrative issues, some pacing issues yeah. that even as even if I took away my past experience with the comic, there would be issues with this. Um, but with that being said, we're coming at it from people who know the source material. No so, and love. No, no, not just yeah, no. Yeah, no and yeah, love. No, yeah, so, exactly. You're like, exactly right. They showed a lot of stuff that like was better left like being unseen. Like a- as cool as the scene was with Nolan destroying the Flaxen homeworld, right? Like right. that's something that didn't pay off. When he got pulled into that other dimension and destroyed their planet, that didn't pay off until like issue ninety. Like it it was years later, like ten years later, before they paid yeah. off what Nolan did, what Omni Man did in the Flaxen universe. Now I will say, like seeing it was cool. The animation was cool. The fact that they used like a metal song and not like hip hop like they did for the rest of it, and really bad hip hop, um, yeah. what was great. Um, my most disappointing character was actually Debbie. Right. Um, Debbie well, Grayson. That wasn't. And again, when we say this isn't this character, we're meaning it from the character that we see and we saw the, the character arc of where they come from, where they started off to where they ended up in the comics. And yes, we know because it's 144 issues, you can do a lot more yeah. in that type of long form storytelling than you can in a eight one hour episode show however with that being said you know that you're not you know shooting shooting your wad so to speak i don't know it's seth rogan that seems like to be his thing yeah yeah that's and and again that's what they did like you said they moved a lot of the story forward and we're again they've messed with character arcs that they're not going to be able to get back and i don't think they're going to be able to tell to create a new type of character art that's satisfying, at least for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the whole Rhiannon thing, um, pulling them forward the way they did, and like Da Sinclair being like outed immediately. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there there were bits and pieces like Mark breaking his jaw and things like that, but like that didn't happen until they were in college. Um, you know, I, I I just think like a lot of the stuff between. Mark and Amber, which they should have just named that character something different, made her something new for the show. Because, again, that wasn't – and this has nothing to do with the the fact that they race-swapped Amber to be a black girl. Um, it was about the fact that, like, she was kind of an asshole. Yeah, she was. And and, and the fact – Yeah. And, and Yeah, and, and the fact that she would break up with Mark after he tries to come clean – because she was, because she said, you know, she sleuthed out his identity, and she's like, "Oh, I've known for a couple of weeks, and you didn't tell me." Yeah, I don't believe that. I I think she was just saying that, you know, like to try and hurt him. 
because that's the type of person that she is in this in the show. That you know, if that actually came to pass, that would make her even worse. So, because she was not. Uh, and again, it's one. There was no reason to do the race swap. We almost always I say that again. It doesn't mean that I'm not going to like the character. If they do a good character, hey, that's fine. But yeah. when they change a character so much where they're unrecognizable, just just change the name. Change the name. Change your name to Anna or something. Oh, who cares? Yeah. I don't care the name. But that don't keep it as a character in the comics that it's so different from. Mm-hmm. And, and again, it affects everything. It affects Mark's relationship with her. It affects Mark's relationship going forward. But at the same time, that as bad as she was as a character, I think the, the biggest disservice they did with Mark was not Amber, but was keeping Nolan around after the whole mm-hmm. Guardians of the Globe thing. And Yeah, waiting to do the fight as the season finale was was just not not smart you know and, it just treaded you know water why they the whole did time yeah, yeah so they could have more jk simons i mean yeah you know which is great he was he was great as the voice but like you know at, at the same time you've got you've got this character who has his own journey that he has to go on so they've now um you know stunted that character growth mark um i was having this conversation earlier mark's a joke in this show like he's a joke like they keep joking about that other like fun force team or whatever they're called like people are making fun of invincible like when he's not around i guarantee it because they're like ah oh, look at this kid he calls himself invincible but he keeps getting his ass kicked and he can't actually like fight he's not capable at all whereas like in the comic yeah he called himself invincible and that's the funny thing and he does get his ass kicked but he never ever has anything but 100% confidence that he can do the right thing. And again, the whole running joke about him having trouble flying. Yeah. Went on for way too long. Yeah. So, I mean, this is a kid who's been waiting since he was a little boy when he found out his dad was Omni-Man to get powers. Um, you know, he he's he's prepared for this. He he he's not going to be, you know, any of that. And like the fact that like Eve was faster than him and I don't know. I I don't know. It's just I was just really I was really disappointed in this series. Yeah. The music I, the music was really bad. The 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 the, the, the music soundtrack was, awful. is was was distracting at best. Almost every song that came on took me out of the scene. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah, I and agree. and it's it's one thing we were, I think we were talking about the Shang Chi trailer how they have this this and again it's been uh, I've noticed it more in the last few years how the you know, this it's bad like you said bad hip hop mm-hmm. in trailers and in you know for scenes as for soundtracks and it just takes away instead of adding on yeah. or adding to yeah and, and yes it, it was. The soundtrack for Invincible was one of the worst things about this show. Yes, one hundred percent. It was just not. It it, it wasn't good. It, it was. It was bad, even. <laughs> so, you know, and again, you. But were, I mean, again, I think it was, oh sorry, good. I was going to say because you were like right on, early on after the first episode, you're like, I don't know if I can watch this. Yeah. I, I, I did not watch 
another episode on Thursday or Friday when it came out uh, for the rest of the season. I, I It was always a couple days later because um, I didn't care if I got spoiled. I didn't care what happened. I was like, I, the only reason I was watching it because we were going to talk about it. And, and, you know, I had people messaging me like, hey, what do you think? And I'm like, oh, God, I don't want to answer this question. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm glad you like it. That's what I said that a lot. I mean, I'm glad other, if, if people liked it, I'm glad. Yeah. And, and I'm, I don't want to take away their enjoyment. But like, you know, <clears throat> the fight, the fights were were overly gory. And, you know, th- this is from a book that has a whole lot of, like, blood and viscera and, and entrails. Um, and to, to take it to another level the way they did was was just really strange. Nec- it, well, I won't say necessarily. It's not just the taking it to another level, but it's the violence and the gore in the comic. I, I felt like it did it, it paid a service to what was going on. It yeah. wasn't just... You know, it wasn't like a Garth Ennis, Ennis comic whose uh-huh. violence is just like, dude, yeah, like, are you getting off on on writing and like this art I and mean, whatever? But, but for instance, when Nolan is fighting that, you know, that finale, the you know, the big climax, mm-hmm. it was absolutely wholly unnecessary. Some of the stuff that Nolan did to try to convince Invincible. Yep. And again, this is a character that, you know, he has his own redemption arc. I mean, granted, way in the future and, you know, in the comics. And, and you don't see him do this stuff. Now, you can surmise that some of this stuff happened, the innocent people he killed. Yeah, sure. But when you see him kill a train full of people, yeah. like in front of your, in your, front of your eyes, that's going to be a tough you know that's going to be a tough story to sell of if they if they you know f- follow the comic which again they didn't for 90% of this right if they try to redeem him that's going to be very hard to sell after yeah. showing some of the stuff that he did yes yeah i mean it was it was just like yeah and like the thing where he's like holding mark as the train as he splits the train in half with mark right like right. Uh, that scene is is really powerful if you're just getting what's happening in Mark's peripheral and like coming on at him. But the fact that they kept cutting to the train like rolling over people and you know the rocks crushing people, it was just it was too much. It was just yeah. It's like wow, it was I I, I didn't yeah. I didn't understand what they were going for. Yeah, I, I actually agree. I think it would have been more effective for them to see, you just to see everything from Mark's perspective and maybe, you know, how he would naturally close his eyes because stuff is coming at him. Yeah. And just to see snippets of what's going on around him. Yeah. That, I think that would have been much more powerful. Yes. Agreed. 100 um, percent. You know, I, I just I, I didn't I didn't understand, you know, the. uh the need to do that you know what yeah, i mean and and, it, and and it and yeah and that takes away from scenes that actually where the violence is necessary like it, it took away a little bit from again one of the better scenes is the scene when battle beast you know kicks everyone's ass oh yeah and but you had so much of that violence before that mm-hmm. and after that that it doesn't have the same power yeah as it would and that's the thing that's why you have to kind of pick and choose and 
dial back at times stuff like the violence or the action. And this is not just for Invincible. This is just mm -hmm. in general storytelling because you, people get desensitized and they're not as affected and they're not affected as much as with something as you would want them to be right. because they have it on both sides. So right. they should have peeled back at least, you know, I'd say like 40%, 50% of the violence in certain aspects, in certain parts of the show, especially in the beginning. So you can ramp up to scenes like the fight with uh, battle beast. Right. You know, you can ramp up the scenes like that fight with Nolan and uh, Nolan and invincible at the end. Well, yeah. in in the whole thing with like the, um, the immortal, and in that fight, I mean, it was just, you know, he, he did attack Nolan while Nolan was fighting Mark, right? That that did right. happen. But at the same time, it was too, like, Nolan was fighting on two fronts. And it was just really, it just didn't make a whole lot of sense. Like, Mark was, Mark was always an afterthought when it came right. to all yes. of this. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I wanted to like it. I really, really did. And I, I wanted to, you know, understand what was happening. But at the same time, it was just kind of like, okay, like, this is, this is not, this is not your grandpappy's invincible. <laughs> yeah. And again, the way I've recently kind of gauged on how much I like a show is how much will I watch reactions to that show? Mm -hmm. For example, WandaVision, I watch probably like, like every week, I watch like probably like five or six different people's reactions to the show. Yeah. Falcon and the Winter Soldier, like the first several episodes, the first few episodes, I watch maybe one or two. Then those two really good episodes, I watched five or six. And then the finale, I watched maybe one. And then I was like, I was done. Yeah. Invincible. I tried that first, the first you know couple episodes watching reactions, and I found out I didn't even care. And yeah. that is a testament to how much this show failed with me. Yeah, this this made me really hope Robert Kirkman doesn't buy DC Comics. Yeah, and and this is the thing people say. Well, and again, one of the things we say is, you've you've heard a lot of people say if you know if they're going to do so X, Y, or Z, they should have you know, input from the original creator. Yeah. This show is a, a testament and an example of how you can get the original creator and still screw things up royally. Well, I mean, look what he did to the Walking Dead TV show. You mm, know? Yeah. Mm. Um, I just, I don't, I mean, I, I don't know why. Like, he wrote the first and last episodes. And it's like, I don't, I don't understand why you started off the way you way you did writing it like you know and again there there's things that had to change there there's things that the comic obviously didn't get right that that were rife to change and, and change some things around um but but they didn't and you know again i thought it was a a waste of steve yun as the voice of mark um because mark mark should be in the reoccurring character section on wikipedia <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it did not feel like this show, he was the star of the show. No, it not felt like bit. Cecil was the star of the show, to be honest. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. Um, But yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, like, 
like I said, I like I really liked the character designs. I thought the character designs were all really good. Some of the changes that they made, like to Omni Man's costume with some of the like um, styling on it and things like that. It wasn't just plain white. Um, you know, I did like, you know, like Sandra O oh did a fine job voicing uh, Debbie. Um, you know, Chris Dimethopolopoulos um, from. Uh, <laughs> Oh, he's been in everything, but he was most recently in uh, Silicon Valley as the the billionaire. Like as Donald, he was that was a good voice for Donald. Um, you know, um, Gray Griffin, Gray Delise, uh as Shrinking Ray. She was the voice of um, Azula. Oh, okay. Um, and then uh, she was also the voice of Monster Girl. Uh, well, she was the voice of Amanda. And then um, Kevin Michael Richardson was the voice of Monster Girl and the Mahler twins, which I thought was great. Um, he did a great job with that. Like Zay Beats, she was the voice of Amber. And, you know, the, there was no problem with the voice acting. It was just the writing. Um, yeah. Mark Hamill was hamming it up like I could have done without him um, in another property that I love, um, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> Uh, Clancy Brown, Clancy Brown as Damian Darkblood. Like they gave Damian Darkblood a ton of red meat that he didn't have in the comic. Um, yeah. So that was interesting, but but yeah, we were missing the the elephant. Um, you know. The the running joke. Yeah, yeah the running joke there. Um, you know, we got to see biplane. We got to see Doc. Doc Seismic was really cool. Actually, I really liked Doc Seismic. Um, Titan was voiced by Marshala Ali. Um, which again, I didn't feel like it fit, you know, and in the, the, the way they tried to humanize Titan to make you feel sorry for him. Yeah. Was just, that, yeah, it was too much. Yeah. And, and like I said, there, I, I thought the voices and like you said, from like Zazie beads, Sandra. O, it was just their character arcs. I, I, Again, Amber suffered the most just because she, I thought she was a poorly written, terrible character. Yep. And when I say terrible, I mean like a bad, not a good person. Debbie was fine as a character. It was just her arc is so compelling in the books of how she hits rock bottom and how it, you know, after finding out about, you know, Nolan and how she builds herself back up, how she goes out instead of, you know, resting on the laurels of getting you know, the money that Cecil helped, you know, kind of direct based on Nolan's books and all that stuff. Right. She gets that job as a real estate agent and she makes something of herself. After she's been at rock bottom for a long time. Like it wasn't just overnight. I mean, like there, like there's like a whole, like, you know, almost two whole trades where she is at rock bottom. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, Mark, Mark is like, that's the thing is, is Mark's being a hero to escape from all of that but at the same time is trying to like worry about his mom that when he goes off to college he tries to forget about it and that was that was awful like that 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 did not help debbie at all um right and and she had uh art there who was um what's the word um her confidant well no 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 he he was enabling her because oh, yeah. he was, about, yeah, yeah the, the drinking, drinking yeah. and everything. So, yeah, Deb, Debbie's like, um, 
like when she when she goes to Chicago for the one trip and then realizes um Super Patriot or whatever his name was um was married to the woman she was talking to about the book royalties like that's when everything like really turned the corner for her like she started dating and you know like it was just like they they just pulled all of that stuff forward and it's like okay like how like how is she going to rebuild right because she went from being someone who was taken care of to someone who was a force of nature like literally like for bad in mark's life and then became like a force of nature for pushing mark out of his comfort zone to be an adult um mm -hmm. to then falling back in love with nolan yeah and, i think yeah I was just going to say, I think what it was in based on some of the other decisions they made, they were afraid to tell the true story of these characters because they felt I, and again, just based on stuff I've seen in Hollywood yeah. over these years, they were afraid to take those chances because people would, some people would have complained that, Oh, this, this, why are they making this woman such a weak character in the sense of why are they making her struggle like this? And, not understanding that that is i mean i know she's not a superhero but that is the type of journey almost like a hero's journey in a sense yep. of her you know hitting that bottom rung and almost falling off the ladder completely to climbing back up slowly on her own and they're missing such a that's if that's not an empowering story i don't know what is yeah yeah i, I didn't i didn't get it either um you know, I thought it was kind of weird that they had most of the Walking Dead cast as the uh, the Guardians of the Globe. Um, yeah, that was that was a little much. And then the they introduced the global global defense agency far too soon as well. Like it, it was just it was so rushed with how they were like rolling reveals out and things like that. Um, you know, they they they. What well, would have been nice if they just tried to tell a complete not a completely complete story but come to a natural like point where okay this this section of mark's life is over now we're going to move on to the next section of his life if we move on to another season and instead they they ended it on a cliff note of where did nolan go where where is he and the fact that again mark did not get to have that fight alone with nolan and we didn't get to have that conversation that Nolan is having with him instead of it's the why are you making me hit you? Yeah. Right. Like this is like every every, you know, every person who's been abused has heard that statement. Right. Nolan was not abusing Mark in like, you know, he's beating the shit out of Mark in this instance. Absolutely. But like it was because of the fact that he is an alien who's species in culture is derived of strength and it's strength in battle and it's it's can you go through that crucible of battle and survive to come out as a, something changed something stronger something to 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 be worthy of the Viltrumite empire and instead it just like felt like um you know when your grandpa punches you in the face with a ring and leaves a scar on your face for the rest of your life right that's what it felt like. Yeah. Again, it's totally misses. And, and that's what the most disappointing thing is, because you can see when 
people that don't know the material take something and adapt it and they miss the the actual point of what's going on the underlying tones mm-hmm. the fact that kirkman was involved and he completely changed the tone to i mean it completely messes with everything that he created beforehand right in in a negative way and i don't know how seasons 2 or 3 are, is is going to be able to make up for that? I don't know. I just don't want Seth Rogen involved with any of this anymore. I the music was is is like I feel like his thing. Um, I did not like him as the voice of Alan the Alien. I I like honestly, I think Kevin Michael Richardson would have been a great Alan the Alien, um, or Brad Garrett. Um, you know from from Everybody Loves Raymond or Single Parents, um, would have been a great oh, Alan. Yeah, yeah. You know. Uh, hell, like even like, like, and I'm I'm just going through actors who played Kilowog at this point, like getting like Michael Madsen or someone someone with like a raspier voice, not someone who sounds like I'm a clown. <laughs> Hi, I'm Seth Rogen. I'm a clown. <laughs> I mean, that's what I hear when he talks. So, here's the thing: yeah. is I like Seth Rogen, like the American an American pickle is hilarious it is the weirdest freaking movie i watched last year and it's hilarious the long shot was a long shot of a comedy that like was really really good uh the 40 year old virgin he has our favorite scene um with with uh galactic treasure paul rudd you know (laughs) so um it's a it's an ongoing joke between you and i that you know we don't need to to record (laughs) but you know um (laughs) <laughs> but let's just say anytime Daryl tells me about one of his dreams, the next words out of my mouth are, you know how I know you are. <laughs> <laughs> Fill in the blank. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, I, I just, I had, I had such high hopes, but that, so that circles back, right. To the whole, I, I, I almost like, I loved warrior, right. I loved it. Um, I tolerated this. I, I you know, I, uh, I, I just, I feel like they had such a chance. Like Science Dog. They changed it from Science Dog to Seance Dog. And that was... It's like, what is that? Like, Science Dog is a thing that happens later on that Seance Dog is not going to make sense. So my initial thought was that one of the characters was pronouncing it wrong. But then I think Mark says it, too. See, I thought I had a stroke and heard it wrong. Yeah. So I was like, I was like, oh man, do I need to go to the, get my hearing checked? And so I was like, hey, Surrey, back up 10 minutes and, or 10 seconds. And what did they say there? Oh, shoot. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, I just hate that person, uh, that robot assistant all over my devices. Um, so I wasn't really thinking there. Um, but yeah, it's it, so like just it's like weird things like that. It's like what is what is happening here? Like what is what is going on with this show? Like why? It, it's um maybe maybe we are in the upside down, and this is the upside down version of Invincible, where Mark is not a hero. Mark is a jabroni, and Mark isn't the titular character. He's a reoccurring character, and in, in the show named after him. Yeah. yeah. Well, I I refuse to call it Invincible. I call it Amazon Prime's Invincible. 
<laughs> so, um, yeah, I just, I, I, I can't, it's, it's not. Yeah. I, I, I was one of those that silly me. I was extremely excited for this and I was thinking that they were going to do a good job. Not knowing that they were going to change things again. I understand that you, you were, we were not going to get a 100% adaptation. That's, that's not even right to think that. Right. And it didn't so need I, to be a hundred percent, right? Yeah, adaptation. no, it didn't. No, so. no, no. Again, what, what do we always talk about when we talk about adaptations is that getting the core competencies and the core narratives and arcs of who these characters are. That's the most important thing. And that's where this show as compared to if it's an adaptation of the comic, it fails miserably. Yes. It, it's, it absolutely fails pretty much every character in that regard. Yeah. And before anybody out there gets all like butthurt and like, oh, well, you just don't like because they changed the race or a sex of a character. Go back and listen to our coverage of the boys. A-Train was a white guy in the comics. Makes way more sense for A-Train to be a black guy. And the dude that plays A-Train is great. Uh, yeah. Stormfront, dude Nazi in the the comics. Uh, Aya Cash, who I'm in love with, um, you know, <laughs> was an amazing Stormfront. Way better. Like, yeah. w- like Way more, they, more it, compelling, too. It was so much a richer story for doing that. So, see, it can be done right. Um, I'm going to yes. spoil something. In Jupiter's Legacy, they changed the race of Hutch. Hutch was a has been a much more interesting character, um, even yes. though they've kind of changed his story a little bit. Um, but the dude, kid, whatever playing him is incredibly likable. And, yeah, I really and like that guy. Yeah. He's the best thing in the show. <laughs> yeah, and and you know, I like I think I like the show more than you, but yeah. I would 100% agree. Uh, now there's another the spoiler. I think I finally realized Josh Jamel can't act. It's funny because I've actually liked him in this. Yeah. Yeah. So did you finish yeah, it? That'll be interesting. No, I'm no. I yeah, two, see, I, have, I have two more episodes. Oh, yeah. It's it, it 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 took a while to get through <laughs> those two. Uh but anyway, but no, like, uh and, and the, here's the other thing too. The thing that really let me down more than anything is when I see the name Walton Goggins on a call sheet. <laughs> And I'm like, all right, at least Walton Goggins is going to be good. And wow, was he the exact wrong voice for Cyril? Yeah, I, there were times I didn't mind his voice, but other times it just it just stuck out in a negative way. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um, but yeah. <sighs> I, I just... I don't know. I'm I'm inter- I'm I'm interested to see what happens. Like if they can like do something that I'm gonna find interesting. Um, but you know, and I'm curious as to other people who have read Invincible if they feel the same way, or is it just because it's my favorite comic book and you know uh, mm-hmm. I'm not getting my way. <laughs> but <laughs> but I don't. I didn't need to get my way. I just needed it to be awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you know, there's a whole bunch of stuff they had to change. Um. Changing Williams' arc, I think, is is one of the ones that sat the hardest with me to accept, because the very first time we meet Williams, someone calls him Will, and he didn't correct him, and that's when I knew the show was in trouble, and that was in the first three I, minutes of the show. So that was another example of something that happened, and I had to go back because I said, "Did they just say well, Will?" Because I mentioned it, and you were like, "Yeah, you know, yeah." So. Um, 
yeah, they they called him Will and he didn't correct him. And I was like, mm, that is like the number one thing about this character that I love is that he, you know, it's uh, like if people abbreviate my name, I don't I don't appreciate that. Oh, come on, Bri. That just sounds. St- I'm gonna stab you the next time I see you. <laughs> well, it's uh, uh, like you you read green. You listen to Green Lights, right? Yeah. And Matthew McConaughey oh, yeah. and when, like he got in trouble for letting someone call him Matt. Yeah. Well, it's like Patrick <laughs> like Matthew Patrick Mahomes' mom. She was like tweeting at some some jabronis on CBS or whatever that were calling one of the games. They kept calling him Pat Mahomes, and she's like, his name is Patrick. <laughs> I imagine she said it like Stevie from Malcolm in the Middle. His name is Patrick. <laughs> if you guys haven't seen Malcolm in the Middle, that's definitely a show you should watch. That's one of the best. That's one of the best sitcoms of all time. We finished our Modern Family rewatch. Speaking of great sitcoms, oh, I still have to finish yeah. that. I think we're gonna watch Raising Hope again next. Since there's nothing new coming out, uh, I never got into that. I, oh, I mean, I yeah. did watch it. Did you like? Did you watch My Name Is Earl? Again, that's one of those I watched here and there too. It's the same. Like, I never watched fully. Same creative team, same same writers, same showrunners, same creator. Um, so, um, Greg Garcia. I shouldn't know that off the top of my head. <laughs> he did another really good show called Yes, Dear. Um, back in the day that I liked with uh, Anthony. I don't know that one. Um, oh, what was his name? Anthony something. Anyway, he's a stand-up comic. I liked him a lot. Um, and Mike O'Malley was on it. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just I, – I feel like this show can turn it around, right? Um, but – but yeah, I, I do want to point out in the in the in the Wikipedia when it's talking about Mark, it says the eponymous main character again that should be in quotes, gaining his powers at seventeen years old. Mark discovers the harsh realities of being a superhero while struggling to define himself. He's shown to have a berserker side when fighting the Flaxons and Machine Head's villains, revealed to be a uh, revealed to be a Viltrumite trait. Like that is not a Viltr like the Viltrumites are not berserkers. They are cool and they're calculating and they are em- nearly emotionless. Mm-hmm. Which is what makes Nolan's turn and Nolan's arc so very very interesting. Yeah. So to your point, I'm usually the one on the bright side as far as, hey, you know, this can get better. And you're yeah. absolutely right. They can absolutely turn this around. I just don't think they will. No. No, I don't. I don't think they will either. And again, I mean, I think it's because of the creative team they have involved and all of that. Yeah. Um. Anyway. All right. So out of uh, disappointed Brian's on a scale of 10, 1 to 10, what do you give this? I give this a 5. Uh, yeah. This is, and I, I think there was enough good that it's, and again, especially if, if this was something I, if I had never seen the, you read the comic, I would probably be at a 7.5, 7, 7.5. I thought I would think it's pretty good. It's rewatchable, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. But 
again, there was enough decent stuff for me to keep it at a five, which is again, a five is not that good. Um, but there were, there were good things about it. This wasn't like a failure on every front as we, we've mentioned yeah. some of the things we've liked, but the main, you know, drive of the show, that's where they, they failed in the sense of the characters and the character arcs and who these characters are. So five out of 10 okay. disappointed Brian's. Um, hey, real quick, in Nolan's description here, they say he his civilian identity was a rich and famous travel writer. He went out of his way to make sure he was neither rich nor famous. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I am giving this a solid three and a half. Okay. Um, you know, actually, I was going to give it a four before I read these character arcs, these character descriptions on Wikipedia. <laughs> so, um. Yeah, no, I, this is bad. This is this isn't good. This is this is yeah. not this is not what I wanted. This is, you know, I, I think this this what they've done here um, speaks to the lowest common denominator of fans and doesn't challenge people to think. And, you know, um, the cool thing about the Invincible comic is in the uh, on the top, it says the world or the, the universe's greatest uh, superhero comic book. And there's a point where it just drops the superhero, where it's the universe's greatest comic book. And, um, yeah. <laughs> this is, this is, uh, somewhere, let's see, what, what, like, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think of a comparably disappointing cartoon, um, that isn't going to offend you. What did you have? I was going to say the Dragon Prince, but the Dragon Prince isn't as bad. But, I mean, it's Dragon Prince. Did you read that comic or was that a comic? Or uh, No, I don't know. I mean, I was just trying oh, to okay. think of, I was just thinking of cartoons. Like, I, I didn't hate the Dragon Prince. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of something like. Um, I don't think you, it, it'll be hard for you, especially because again, this is your favorite comic. So. Yeah. And again, this is not. It's. I don't think Invincible. It's. Invincible's in my top five. Don't get me wrong. Um, and yeah, it's such a rich comic, such a rich collection of characters. They did such a good job and, building the world. He did the same thing with The Walking Dead. He in the comic. Mm -hmm. He did such a good job. He did Kirkman, and and Corey Walker and Ryan Otley in, in Invincible in particular, did such a good job of of building the uh the world in which they were inhabiting right mm -hmm. um and and in the comic they or in the cartoon they just glossed over it like it was yeah. like like it, it they're like oh well this is a place but it didn't even feel lived in you know it was just yeah. like okay this is a this is a thing um you know like like uh you know hand charlie adlard in in the you know actually him and tony moore i'll give tony moore a little bit of credit for the first six issues of the walking dead right like they did a great job through those first you know 20 or so issues um over the course of two years to to make like a really cool world um and you know it just didn't it didn't get to where it needed to go yeah, it yeah, absolutely.
Um, I, I'm interested to see if how they introduce Dinosaurus. Um, and will he be the eco-terrorist that he, he is in the comics? Um, and will he kill the way he kills in the comics? You know what I mean? Yeah, who knows? Yeah, it's, I mean, there's... I don't know. I, I'm I'm really not interested. Like, I, I, it's one of those things where I'll see it when it comes out, but I'm not going to even give it much thought because there's so much that they changed in this one. I'm not going to even accidentally get my hopes up that they do a character right. Yeah. In the next two seasons. Yeah, and you know, like I can't imagine how insufferable Oliver is going to be. So yeah. Like, like he's gonna be he's gonna be bad. Um. <laughs> But oh god, I wonder who they're gonna get to voice him. James Franco, maybe. Hmm. <laughs> all right. Uh, considering we were gonna go short, we went over an hour. So, uh, all right. Cool. Well, thank you all for listening. Any last words you want to add, Daryl? Nope. All right. Um, hey, like and subscribe, all that fun stuff. Go to Flying Pork Apparel. Go to the website and click on shop to go to Flying Pork Apparel and buy a shirt um, or a hat. And if you got my reference from the beginning of the episode, email me and I'll send you a shirt for free. Um, yeah. All right. Cool. Well, on that note, I and Daryl will see you all. Uh, next week and hopefully you enjoyed our Jupiter's Legacy uh, coverage see ya bye the infamous podcast is recorded in Kings Mills Ohio just north of Cincinnati you can find new episodes every Sunday on Apple Podcast YouTube Spotify Google Podcast our website or anywhere podcasts are downloaded this show is hosted by Daryl Jasper and me Brian Tudor to find more information about the show, visit us at infamouspodcast.com and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at infamouspodcast to keep up with the show. We also have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash infamouspodcast. We have some great rewards for our patrons and are looking for help to grow the show to bring you more of the content you want to hear. Music for this podcast is provided by Michael Henry from meetmichaelhenry.com. So... Whenever you're listening to us, have a great day, night, evening, weekend, whenever it is, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.